1: Hey math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Quick, what's 1 plus 1? It's obviously 2, right? Not so fast. What if I was to tell you that I could prove that 1 plus 1 is actually equal to 1? And that, therefore, 2 is equal to 1. Would you think I was kind of nuts? More like completely nuts? Probably. But nuts or not, these are exactly the things we'll be talking about today. Of course, there will be a trick involved because 1 plus 1 is certainly equal to 2. Thank goodness. And as it turns out, that trick is related to a very interesting fact about the number 0. How does it all work? And what's the big ruse that the sneaky number 0 is attempting to pull off? Stay tuned, because those are exactly the questions we'll be talking about today. Let's begin our journey into the bizarre world of apparently correct, yet obviously absurd, mathematical proofs by convincing ourselves that 1 plus 1 is equal to 1, and therefore that 2 is equal to 1. I know this sounds crazy, but if you follow the logic and don't already know the trick, I think you'll find that the proof is pretty convincing. Here's how it works. Assume that we have two variables, a and b, and that a is equal to b. Multiply both sides of a equals b by a to get a squared is equal to ab. Subtract b squared from both sides of this to get a squared minus b squared is equal to ab minus b squared. So far, everything we've done seems fine, right? We've done the same thing to both sides of the equation. This is the tricky part. We now need to factor the left side to get quantity A plus B times quantity A minus B. And we need to factor out B from the right side to get B times quantity A minus B. If you're not sure how factoring works, don't worry. You can check that this all works by multiplying everything out to see that it matches. The end result is that our equation has become quantity A plus B times quantity A minus B is equal to B times quantity A minus B. Since the quantity A minus B appears on both sides, we can cancel it out to get A plus B is equal to B. Now, since A is equal to B, that's the assumption we started with, we can substitute B in for A to get B plus B is equal to B. Combining the two terms on the left gives us 2B is equal to B. Since B appears on both sides, we can divide through by B, To get 2 is equal to 1. Wait, what? Everything we did there looked totally reasonable. How in the world did we end up proving that 2 is equal to 1? The truth is, we didn't actually prove that 2 is equal to 1. Which, good news, means you can relax. We haven't shattered all that you know and love about math. Somewhere buried in that proof is a mistake. Actually, mistake isn't quite the right word because it wasn't an error in how we did the arithmetic manipulations. It was a much more subtle kind of whoopsie-daisy known as a mathematical fallacy. What was the fallacy in this famous faux proof? Like many other mathematical fallacies, our proof relies upon the subtle trick of dividing by zero. And I say subtle because this proof is structured in such a way that you might never even notice that division by zero is happening. Where does it occur? Take a minute, look back at our proof, and see if you can figure it out for yourself.
0: Start your electric journey, right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range for more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan.
1: Okay, got it? It happened when we divided both sides by quantity A minus B in the fifth step. But you say, that's not dividing by zero, it's dividing by a minus b. Yes, that's true, but we started with the assumption that a is equal to b, which means that a minus b is the same thing as zero. And while it's perfectly fine to divide both sides of an equation by the same expression, it's not fine to do that if the expression is equal to zero, because, as we've been taught forever, it's never okay to divide by zero. Which might get you wondering, why exactly is it that we can't divide by zero? We've all been warned about such things since we were little lads and ladies. But have you ever stopped to think about why division by zero is such an offensive thing to do? There are many ways to think about this. We'll talk about two reasons today. The first has to do with how division is related to multiplication. Let's imagine for a second that division by zero is fine and dandy. In that case, a problem like 10 divided by 0 would have some value, which we'll call x. We don't know what it is, but we'll just assume that x is some number. So 10 divided by 0 is equal to x. We can also look at this division problem as a multiplication problem, asking what number, x, do we have to multiply by 0 to get 10? Of course, there's no answer to this question, since every number multiplied by 0 is 0 which means the operation of dividing by 0 is what's dubbed undefined. The second way to think about the screwiness of dividing by 0, and the reason we can't do it, is to imagine dividing a number like 1 by smaller and smaller numbers that get closer and closer to 0. For example, let's start with 1 divided by 1, which is 1. Then comes 1 divided by 0.1, or 10, 1 divided by 0.01, or 100, 1 divided by 0.001, or 1,000, 1 divided by 0.0001, or 10,000, and so on up till we get to a number like 1 divided by 0.00000000001, or 100 billion, and so on forever up to even bigger numbers. In other words, as we divide 1 by increasingly small numbers, which are closer and closer to 0, we get a larger and larger result. In the limit where the denominator of this fraction actually becomes zero, the result would be infinitely large, which is yet another very good reason that we can't divide by zero. And why 1 plus 1 is indeed equal to 2, no matter what our screwy proof might say. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. While you're out and about on the internet this week, please be sure to pick up a copy of my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. It's great for you and all the math fans in your life, and it's available wherever you like to buy books. Many thanks in advance for your support. Also, remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook at facebook.com slash themathdude and on Twitter at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Thanks for listening, math fans.